today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. It is time for another edition of Hotspot Hamilton. Uh, we do this, of course, uh, on our show every Tuesday and Thursday, along with Bill Kelly. He does it on his show as well. Uh, Hotspot Hamilton, of course, uh, just talking about the uh, great metamorphosis that this city is going through right now and how it affects various industries within this town, both positively and negatively. Uh, today, specifically talking about healthcare, the healthcare field in our city continues to advance. How has the innovation benefited our local community? And, of course, does the growth that the rest of the city is seeing applied to the healthcare industry here as well. Is it an opportunity for them? To talk more about all of this, Alex Mugga is with us, Director Synapse Life Science Consortium, as well Ted Scott, Acting VP Research and Chief Innovation Officer, Hamilton Health Sciences, and they are both in studio with us now. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. Let's start with what you do, what your role is. Sure. So, uh, I'm, I work with the Synapse Consortium, which mm-hmm. is a collection of uh, life science institutions and organizations uh, located here in the city. Uh, they include all the big anchors and all the big players like McMaster University, Mohawk College, Hamilton Health Sciences, the city, St. Joseph's, and, uh, and many others. And uh, our goal is to really help the commercialization of innovation, to help take all the great investments that happen in research uh, at our universities, at our college, and our hospitals, um, and take it off the bench and, uh, and let it get into the market. Uh, commercialization of innovation, that, make, might, that might make some people quiver, saying, you know, those two things don't go together. Describe why that is so important. Well, I think it's really important because uh, uh, there are a lot of ways that we're going to have to tackle uh, some of the budgetary constraints and realities that uh, that we're facing. And one of the great ways to be able to improve the care of uh, that's provided to patients as well as to reduce the, the cost of that delivering that care is through innovation. And uh, the research that we're doing here in Hamilton uh, th- uh, at, at all across all our institutions um, really it is a, it provides an opportunity for us to leverage um, leverage that and have that uh, stay here in Hamilton rather than being picked up and and done down in the states. So it's it's really it's an opportunity to uh, create made in Canada solutions here in Hamilton that can then be adopted uh, to advance the the interests of the patients here in Canada. Uh, Alex, you br- used the word reality. Is that something that we are digesting in this country, in this province, that, you know, it's a case of doing this the right way as opposed to whether it's this way or that way or public or private or what have you? Yeah, I think I think that there's a been a, a real recognition of the importance of innovation, and and the uh, government of Ontario uh, certainly is investing in uh, supporting the 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 development of new and innovative technology that can then be applied throughout the healthcare system. Uh, so that that I think that I think that we've certainly turned a corner and recognized that this is this is how we're going to be able to squeeze uh, more from less. Mm. Uh, Ted Scott, also with us, Acting VP Research and Chief Innovation Officer, Hamilton Health Sciences, your role. So my role is really about providing leadership to our research institutes and centers. And Hamilton is a very special city because we are blessed with two great healthcare systems, and we have global leaders in, in health research. So we're very, very fortunate. And that really explain ad- the two systems to those that may not. Of know. course, so uh, with St. Joseph's healthcare system, and mm-hmm. we have, uh, of course, Hamilton Health Sciences, which I'm representing. Uh, <clears throat> over twenty thousand people employed in healthcare in the city. Uh, over two thousand staff doing research, funded research, and 
$500 million of economic activity is generated through that work. So phenomenal global center of excellence for research and health. And it really attracts the best and brightest minds to our city to deliver healthcare, but also to partner with industry, deliver innovation. And in particular, we have a special relationship with IBM Canada that's allowed us to take advantage of some of their Watson healthcare services. Mm. So it's a very exciting time to be in healthcare. Obviously, the city going through a renaissance, uh, whatever you want to call it, a boom, a turning of a corner, rejuvenation, what have you. How can the healthcare system take advantage of this? How does this create or does it create opportunity uh, for you guys and girls? Or is it something that's been going on it's in its own little direction anyway and it just happens that the city is doing well? Whichever one wants to answer. Well, I'll jump in on that one. I think Alex, actually, my, my colleague here, is a really great example of the kind of uh, magnetic attraction we're seeing in the city. So Alex was very successful in Boston, working down in the U.S., and he came home, and he was able to come home because we have such a burgeoning healthcare innovation ecosystem here. And so I'm very excited about that, to have Alex working on our behalf in the city. has been a fantastic resource and a great example of the benefits that we're seeing from this resurgence of, uh, or renaissance, perhaps, of Hamilton. Alex, you want to add to that? Sure. I, I would say that the the success that we're seeing in healthcare is one of those overnight successes that's been 20 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so healthcare has emerged as the leading employer in the city. And, and I would say that it's part of a third wave of economic growth and revitalization that's hit Hamilton. So it, we saw it in the tourism and culture. So everything that's, uh, that's laying the groundwork to make the city an attractive place for uh, talent to come. Mm. Uh, the advanced manufacturing and the, the reemergence and kind of rebirth of Stelco and DeFasco and, and all, the, all of the companies that are, have been supporting uh, the advanced manufacturing cluster. And I think that healthcare uh, can provide a a third pillar, a third economic pillar, to be able to support the city uh, as we transition, uh, you know, from you know steel town uh, in the fifties and sixties, and we start uh, tackling some of the big issues. But and not an ac- and not a bad economic pillar to have when you think about it. Yeah. Well, it it can be it can be kind of recession proof, um, just given our own system. But it also can be a real magnet and attraction mm. for the kinds of. Uh, uh, high-end technical, um, you know, post-grad talent that we want to attract, and I think that it's, it's certainly an opportunity for for Hamilton. And I and it's again, it's I mean, a lot of the the foundation was laid in investments that that span twenty, thirty years. So uh, McMaster has one of the leading uh, faculties of health sciences in the world, uh, re- renowned um, across the continent and around the world for their expertise. Um, and the investments that the province made in uh, establishing St. Joseph's and Hamilton Health Sciences and the and the research um, uh, that, that is invested and been put in there are certainly uh, are bearing fruit now. Uh, I have your story because obviously Boston and then back, then the word brain drain comes. And as you kept talking, uh, you, you were literally uh, addressing it in the direction I was going to go. Um, was there a brain drain? Were you part of that? And has this attracted you back and others like you? So I would say, yeah, I was, I was part of the brain drain. So my wife and I went down to Boston uh, to pursue uh, academic, academic work um, and sort of high-end consulting work. Uh, and it was – How long were you down there? I was down there for a total of seven or eight years. Right. Uh, 
um, left schooled after, here. Schooled here. Went yeah. to Queens. Right. Uh, uh, went to Queens University. I actually went to uh, high school right across the street oh, at right. Westdale. Yeah. Um, Everyone has. Every, yeah, I know it's true. It's <laughs> I, I, everyone famous has gone through that school. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we uh, we ended up um, we ended up uh, going down to Boston, and uh, we were going to stay there. Uh, but what ended up happening was that there was a, a, a dual attraction. So McMaster uh, reached out and said, you know, we want to pull pull you back. My wife's, uh, frankly, she's the smart one. Um, she's Canadian as well? She's Canadian as well. Okay. So she's from Kitchener. And for me, uh, what the conversation around the dinner table was, you know, where do we want to live? What's the space we want to live? What's the environment? And we looked at Hamilton and we said, geez, Hamilton is on the rise. It's picking up. We, you know, we can come back to a super crawl so we can keep ourselves entertained. The restaurants on King William, the rebirth of Ottawa Street. Um, and, and then also the kind of, uh, the orientation of the community around, uh, around raising our game, uh, in Hamilton. And that was, that was an opportunity that it just made it a no brainer for me to come back. Boston, Hamilton. Lots may look at that and question your decision. This is a huge confidence boost to Hamilton, is it not? Your thoughts? It's it's not only a huge confidence boost, but it's a huge strategic advantage to us because this is exactly the demographic, the talent we need to recruit for success. And also, to your point, to avoid the brain drain in the first place. So, Mm. you know, it's not unhelpful that we have the prime minister we have and they have the president they have so there's a bit of a drive there which <laughs> now I'm sure you can talk about but um, so there is an advantage to all of this <laughs> for those of us in the people industry our business is driven by the success of our talent attraction oh my. it's a great advantage that, I love that for those of us in the people industry what an interesting way to look at the business of medicine the business of health how, how did uh, that seems to be pretty broad it, it is because every aspect of health is about people, and we're only as good as our people. So it's essential that we have a place where people want to be. So, how difficult is it for you, as someone who works for Hamilton Health Sciences, to retain talent like this? Well, it's becoming easier and easier because our neighbors, you know, in Toronto are having a heck of a time just getting people from A to B. Yeah, um, we have, as everyone knows in Hamilton, an amazing ecosystem of parks and quality of life that's unmatched in many places in Canada. So the quality of life aspects are straightforward, and now we can bring that uh, that rigor to our, our economy. The universities, the college, the hospitals are amazing places to work, so it's pretty tough to beat that. Uh, you talked about, uh, Alex, you talked about how uh, there were certain factors that made you make the move and come back here. Uh, and you talked about what Hamilton was doing with its uh, health sciences. Is this, do you see this in other cities? Is it happening a lot? Are we just catching up? Where are we? So I would say that Hamilton is probably at the forefront, at least of Canadian cities, of coming together as a community and collectively. So uh, medicine uh, by its nature is a a little bit conservative. Um, And so... We don't think of this industry as business, do uh, we? uh, well, I think well, I, you're right. So I think that there's there's there are two there are two sides of the healthcare. There is there is the patient experience, mm-hmm. um, which which we want to craft and think about in a in a, a non corporate empathetic right. uh, 
sort of approach. And I think that that and the way we, we the way we remunerate doctors and the way we want the posture of our hospitals and our and our care our care delivery centers to be. But those doctors, those nurses, are using tools, are using equipment, um, are using facilities that need to. Uh, need to be the best best in class in order to be able to provide good quality care and so so the I think that we can't get away from the fact that every dollar that we spend that isn't on staff that isn't on people is spent on acquiring acquiring things from businesses mm. and I, so I don't mm. so I think we need to get away from it being a dirty word um, because it isn't it isn't about changing the way in which the it's not about changing the way in which the patient interacts with the hospital or the patient interacts with the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about ensuring that the tools that the doctors and the nurses have are as strong and as effective as possible, um, and, and 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 hopefully as cost effective. Well, they have to be as cost effective as possible as well. Uh, Ted, uh, as far as an administrator in all of this, trying to make all of this happen. Uh, we hear so much about um, the issues in healthcare in general, and, p- and perhaps from more a patient perspective, from a taxpayer perspective, the costs involved, uh, efficiencies, bleeding money. You know, there's more negative publicity coming out of this than there seems to be positive. This is obviously a very positive story. How do you balance the two? How does one help the other? Well, it's true, as you pointed out earlier, we don't think as Canadians of healthcare as an industry. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, we are you know, being competitively driven by yeah. the cost of health care. Yeah. So, and at the end of the day, you have bills to pay like anybody else does. Exactly. So we are starting to rethink our approach, and we're starting to really think hard about how do we engage patients in their homes? How do we provide services in their homes? How do we empower patients to support themselves without always having to necessarily have a face-to-face contact with the provider? There's lots of ways, as you can imagine, with virtual technologies and other things wow, that we yeah. can do to wow. do simple things, but yeah. would make a big difference in terms of the outcomes. We hear so much about automation and grocery stores and checkouts and this, that, and the other. How much of that is coming to? Now, I'm not trying. You know, obviously, if you're, you know, you're a doctor, you're a doctor. Don't try this at home. But how much of that virtual medicine is on the horizon? Oh, it's it's growing rapidly, and it's really exciting. We've been successful in launching a new project that's helping to reduce our code blue events. Code blue events, of course, you would probably recognize are times in the wards in the hospital when patients uh, arrest and they yeah. they need immediate support, life support. So. We've used an automation approach with our partnership with IBM and ThoughtWire to help our providers predict and better understand when the patients are deteriorating so we can intervene before their, their health care you know, starts to, to become very critically uh, ill. So that's just an example of an automation that we're doing mm-hmm. in the hospital. But as you can imagine, we're looking very hard at uh, new opportunities through research innovation to uh, support people in their homes and um, extend the walls of the hospital out. Often when we think of an industry like medicine or healthcare, um, we think of doctors and nurses. What about opportunities for others, such as yourself? Uh, what do you have to say to students or young people who are thinking, eh, I might want to get into this industry, but not necessarily those typical uh, occupations? I'm just going to jump in on this yep. one because it's a super – for an innovator, there's never been a better time to be in healthcare. Yeah. And so one of the really hot areas right now is data science mm-hmm. because, as you can imagine, with all the technology enablement out there, we're looking at very exciting new 
ways of using that technology through artificial intelligence, cognitive computing. So we have these new competencies um, that need to emerge from our healthcare providers and understanding how we can use technology better. And I would just add, um, so I would echo uh, Ted's comments, but I would also add that the universities and the colleges um, are also have also recognized this trend. Right. So McMaster has just set up uh, a master's in e-health, uh, which provides a hands-on experience for a master's level students to be able to engage with digital health technology. And I think they, Mac just did a transplant not too long ago, which, which they did online, and you could actually watch what was happening. And what was fascinating about this there must have been 50 people involved in this pro- in this process over and above the surgeon doing the work, which was something they were trying to really uh, put a- forth. Absolutely, and and up at Mohawk, they have uh, they have a great center called Medic, which uh, trains in real time 40 students every yeah. year yeah. Uh, to to engage uh, companies to develop new applications that can then be deployed. And in fact, actually, Medic just recently worked with the Ontario government to transform uh, the yellow immunization record. So that's mm-hmm. actually going to, so yeah. no longer are we going to have to go and shuffle through the, the sock drawer to find, you know, little Timmy's uh, yeah, immunization yeah. record. It's now actually mm-hmm. all going to be online. And the reason why we're going to be able to access it online and the reason why we're going to then just be able to send a link over to the school or to share it with the with the daycare center and reduce all of the paperwork associated with that is because the the people up at Mohawk and the students and the their faculty are working together to develop a solution in concert with the Ontario government. I'm all for it. Just put a chip in my head. I don't have to carry a card, a wallet, a password, or whatever. I'm that's good for me. I, privacy. There's there's nothing to see here, so I don't care. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, challenges moving forward. How do you keep the momentum going? Who do you attract? How? how what are your challenges, obstacles moving forward? Well, I, I'm actually as I as I mature, become older, I'm becoming very impatient. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just you. <laughs> yeah. So. The challenge I would su- I would suggest is that you know in many cases a lot of these innovations and transformations are missing a couple zeros on yeah. the be- investment, <clears throat> and we all understand we are in a public healthcare system. But um, if we're serious about change and we're going to see some real quality improvements in our healthcare system, we've got to invest in new things, and simultaneously we've got to unplug some of the things we're doing today, and that's mm. really hard to do. But like any are, industry nowadays, I mean everything is the template's changing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I would say um, w- one of the big challenges, but it's also an opportunity, is for Hamilton as a community to emerge from a bit of a crouch, and we're seeing it right now, and to lift its voice, um, and to lift its voice and to say, yeah, mm-hmm. you better believe we need to be at the table, because we have the strengths, we've got the assets, we've got the people, we've got the community that can support you know, going toe-to-toe with any center, any city uh, in the world. And mm. that, that I think that as we, as a community, and Synapse w- is actually the manifestation of the health community coming together and saying, yeah, we're bigger than the sum of our parts. I think that as we as a community start speaking with one voice, I think that that then will reverberate far beyond mm. our borders because the 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 market for health innovation – um, is agnostic about borders. Mm, that that it will it will go to where the talent is, and so we want to say, come here because 
will will be a good home to talent. Fascinating time to be here, uh, especially in the health industry. Alex Mugga, Director, Synapse Life Science Consortium, and Ted Scott, Acting VP Research. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.